We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately out. He had to work this evening, but Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We also like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks, thoughts on news of the day, or something completely different. And this is a mix of something completely different and thoughts on news of the day, as... Uh, listeners might know, uh, we Abe and I just recorded an episode discussing the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and why things are taking place right now in, in, in the country, as far as the protests going on, the reasons behind them, and what people can do to help and what have you, which, I, I mean, if you haven't listened to it, I, I think we had a good conversation. It's up there now on iTunes, never you can find our show. But uh, to get back into the scheme of things, uh, we wanted to kind of continue on in the same direction, but have a little bit more fun by celebrating and exploring black cinema, which is uh, what we're going to be doing this evening. And joining me to have this discussion, we have from Movies Marcus, reaching the apex of our tendency to choose him to guest on these types of episodes. It's Marcus Robinson. <laughs> Hello, local black uh, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, how, how are you doing this evening? Um, uh, you know, as well as we expected. Yeah, I hear you. But you uh, know what? We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about some fun things. We're gonna we're gonna there we go. Some stuff. There and, we go. Uh, so you know, I'm happy to have you here, and uh, we're just kind of kind of get into it. Um, as I said, the idea is to kind of just talk about black film. Um, we've okay. you know we we you and I we've talked about this before as far as the concept of doing this kind of episode. I, I know I've mentioned that we I mean as listeners might know we have our in October we have our horror themed episodes where we spend every week of October doing a different topic related to the horror genre and those are so much fun and we've been doing them so much so many years and I'm thinking well what if we did that in other months for certain things like what if we you know for example what if Black History Month we spent a whole you know the month going over various aspects of black cinema which is where I'm like looking forward to it yeah which would be super fun and you know never say never because you know this kind of the igniting the fire to do this more often in the future certainly you know related to a month because that'd be super fun but yeah this is this is a fun way to finally get into it especially given everything going on i think there is a variety of topics we can cover as far as black cinema goes what we want to do is kind of just explore some various things that we can and uh, get get into some filmmakers some movies what have you as we get into this, I want to back up a bit to kind of get into why, you know, why we're doing it. I'm not going to have a whole conversation about this again because we just did that. There's a whole episode about that. But there is an aspect, and Abe brought this to me. We are big fans of John Boyega on this podcast. We, we, yes. we, were fans, we saw Attack the Block back in the day when we were first started this thing. Great film. He really popped in there. And then guess what? He's in a bunch of movies. He's doing a great job. Um, within all the things going on as far as the Black Lives Matter protests, John Boyega was among the, you know, people just kind of stand and of people of of no certain notability to stand up and say some really passionate words about everything that's going on, uh, which I mean, Abe and I were already going to kind of get into this topic. And then he saw that. And he's like that. He's really just saying some stuff. And I want to ask you, Marcus, what, what do you what do you think of what do you think of when you when you I assume you've seen John Boyega give this speech yeah. that he gave? What would you what do you think when you saw that? I mean, I loved it. I I I, I... John's using his platform in a way that uh, I couldn't have asked for anything more. I, I've seen other people uh, speak out, um, but for the first few days, I didn't really speak. It didn't really see anybody coming out. Um, and John was maybe the biggest name. Um, he was doing it in London, but it was maybe the biggest name that I saw being so aggressive and um, so out there and not as i guess politically correct um he didn't really care about his career was he say he says he's he, 
I, I don't, he may I, never work again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I, I loved it. I, 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 I this is that I, if, 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 if this is the time that we need, um, black leadership, I was talking to my, my mom the other day and she goes, you know, we need this, uh, we need black leadership. That is someone who is, is going to be, um, uh, go beyond the realm of politics or somebody who is known beyond that realm. Like, uh, uh, she was waiting for like LeBron James or somebody like that. That is just world renowned. Um, John is doing the stuff. I mean, he may not have that notoriety. Maybe he does with, with, I mean, with he's in Star Wars, Star Wars. people know, him. you know, with yeah. Star Wars, but he may not have, he's, he's not LeBron James, but he's a big enough name to stir things up. And he's being, he's being honestly super militant about it. And I, I love that. Yeah. There's certain, I mean, it's great to see, but also it's not, it's not new to me to know that he has very strong opinions on, you know, right. basically calling racists out on their bullshit. <laughs> um, it was, it was new to me. I, I, I hadn't seen it. I, I didn't follow him on Twitter. I, I say that because on Twitter and on Instagram, he is, you know, ever since being cast in Star Wars and basically being right. a stormtrooper that pops up on screen and having to deal with the world seeing that there's, you know, a segment of that that reacts poorly. And he's had no shame in going after that as far as responding to it in generally hilarious ways. He seems to have a knack for editing videos together of him just like destroying these people as far as, as far as just making fun of their, of their, of their assumed cruelty. Um, but yeah, no, seeing, seeing him have this level of passion, you know, on a loudspeaker on the street, there's, there's, there's a lot that's inspiring about that as far as seeing, you know, so like you said, someone that could take their platform and, and do something with it that, you know, feels like it has, it can have an impact. Um, regardless of kind of what the effect is fortunately plenty of directors have said they'd back john in anything they want him to be <laughs> like they're, they're, oh they they, they yeah. have to i saw not 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 24 hours later disney came out and we're backing you 100 110 percent. i honestly do not know if disney would have said that not at not that quickly uh-huh. if if it wasn't for john so hey he's 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 doing stuff he's he's doing stuff he's making things happen he's making uh he he's he's making people get off their asses and and back him. Um, and I'm, when I talk about people, I'm talking about corporations. Um, he's making these, these he's making Disney come out and, and and have to say something. So hey, good for him. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's a whole different topic of how cynical to be about the, the <laughs> what the nature is of some yes. of these companies or what have you. But I don't want to get into that. that's a different topic. But I mean, right. the I, the feed the feed after Disney came out for him was not very kind to Disney. Yeah, so. but at the but, but I, I I'm happy to hear you know as far as how you're phrasing it. Yes, I mean the 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 response is there, which is more than it could have been were he to do nothing at all. Which is uh, that's right. I, I think I think Disney would have been just like they were they were. I mean, with the pandemic, they were very silent and 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 they're opening now and yada yada yada. But they would have been just like all the other corporations but now it forced them you have a main player in their in their organization who is coming out and saying he doesn't care and he's going to speak out and you know back him don't back him hire him don't hire him he needs to get his voice out and you know i'm all for it 
and the, this is of course not to say that John Boyega is the only person that's you know no. having a having a, a, a certain stance this way, which brings us to our you know one of our first topics that we're getting into here, kind of influential figures in black cinema, and specifically right now we want to focus on people of the present, the people that are you know around right now that's certainly putting their voice out there. And uh, I'm I was gonna ask you, Marcus, like when, when I say that, who are who are who are just some people that you kind of think of as far as in that regard. Okay. Okay. So this is funny. I, I, when when you when when I saw this question, um, I thought of like if I had to make like a Mount Rushmore of like <laughs> current black like sit like actors or people in cinema, I would have to go. You have to go Denzel because he's still aggressively relevant. Mm-hmm. I would put Eddie Murphy up there, even though maybe I wouldn't have done that uh five six years ago because he's coming back he's doing it i put ava duvernay up there because i think she is killing it right now aside from wrinkle in time she's killing it and i mean spike yeah you can't not put spike (laughs) i can't not put spike spike is the man so i i mean if i'm gonna put it out there real quick that's gonna be my mount rushmore yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Like those are all those are all names that factor into today for sure. I want I want to be clear. We, we it's it's impossible to, to tackle like every single person. So it's not a matter of trying to leave anybody out before anybody tries to say anything like that. But it's it's a matter of like what sticks out right now. And yeah, it's hard. You know, looking at the names you just listed, hard not to agree with that. Um, and there's a lot of kind of, and we'll get to this later on as far as up and coming. But there's you know certainly a lot of people that are that are kind of in the not even the beginnings It's like Ryan Coogler is doing phenomenal right. work and he's only, but he's only right. made three films so far. Uh, and, and Michael B. Jordan's like right there next to him. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick yeah. Boseman. But we'll talk about this more. There's other topics right. okay. we'll get into that I'll get into there these you. people. But yeah, as far as <laughs> what you're saying, yeah, I mean, that that's a pretty solid set of very, <laughs> very current filmmakers and, and, and actor. Um, that, I went back and forth with this. I, I, Samuel was, Samuel was on my list. Yeah. He was on there. I mean, he's come on, but uh, he didn't make it. Well, I get it. I mean, well, I think it, I mean it comes down right to like the projects that they choose, and that's not to say Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson hasn't been involved in the black community. Look at all of his movies; he's been in right. a ton of them. It's just like right, right now, if I'm thinking of like who are really striving to make very specific choices related to black cinema, yeah, you got <laughs> Spike Lee, Eddie. Denzel, yeah. Ava DuVernay, like, yeah. yeah, those make those make sense. And it's like the type of projects they choose, too. Especially with directors, you have Lee and DuVernay who are making films as well as documentaries, and they're right. very much geared towards a certain ideal. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, how about the past? How about looking looking back? In okay, time? so so I, I, I tend to, you know, you, you stick to the classics. You, you, you have Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently watched uh raising in the sun again i mean he's fantastic um i would put okay i would put melvin van peebles on there just because i i think he's the precursor to spike watermelon man uh sweet sweetbacks badass song those are what i would we're gonna get i guess we're gonna get into this later but those are what i call those are required cinema uh black cinema watching I would I and, I and you got to put Ozzy Davis and Ruby D on there. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, also one more, one more, one more. I got it because I re, my first memory of a superhero movie ever was Meteor Man. I got to put Robert Townsend, uh-huh. and not just for <laughs> Meteor Man, obviously, but Meteor Man has a special place in my heart. Uh, just because Robert Townsend is, 
I think kind of forgotten about a little bit in some circles, but Robert is is influential as hell. He's on my list. I have all the names you mentioned. I have written down as well as far as people from mm-hmm. the past. Um, uh, I mean, you mentioned Melvin Men Peebles, Gordon Parks, and Gordon Parks Jr. Like they're yeah. all you know pioneers of the black exploitation genre, as well as just like you know significant filmmakers as far as adding something to history. Uh, Hattie McDaniel's uh, yeah. in there as well. And, uh, and I mean, it's sad to say from the past, but John Singleton, honestly, right. I mean, he, yeah. he started, he, he ushered in a wave of, you know, kind of hood dramas, essentially, he's <laughs> like yeah. you know, boys in the hood. And there's, that started kind of a thing. And we'll get to that as well as like other films, I think, but, and it's sad that he passed away because like he was a significant voice here and he, and he didn't stop like the series Snowfall on FX, which he yeah. uh, like co-created and directed like several episodes like that's very much about how crack was introduced into los angeles into inglewood right. um i mean he, he films here or there i mean the ones that he wanted to do that were really focused on the culture like he made i like i liked baby boy baby well, boy's good honest, I, I liked baby boy i know he gets a lot of flack but i i, I thought it, i thought it's an, kind of an important look at black men Mm-hmm. Um, it's very um, much about black masculinity. Yeah, for sure. black masculinity, and, and it wasn't. This wasn't something that was a topic that you could. People were making movies out of, and this was what 1998, maybe 2000. 2000, yeah, yeah. So they were still not making movies like that. And Tyrese is great in it. <laughs> and Tyrese is great in it. And Ving Rhames so is like good. a bastard. Rhames is yeah, exactly. He's he's very very. These are very very strong performances. But yeah, no. You're right, John is. You mentioned um, Robert Townsend, of course, and I, I haven't seen Meteor Man in since the '90s. No. But I do like I do I remember it enough mainly because it starred like everybody, like everybody's in that movie. Like, everybody, right. everybody except like Bill, Bill Cosby's in it. For everybody like... that's not Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes is in that movie. This is true. <laughs> Sinbad's in it. Eddie Eddie yeah, Griffin. Uh, yeah, everybody's in it. Probably Charlie Murphy. Like everybody's in that movie. <laughs> Uh, Don Cheadle's in that. I know Don Cheadle's in it. Um, Is he in it? Yeah, he's in it. Um, he's he plays like the bad gang, like the leader of the bad gang, I think, in that movie. Oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, oh I, wow. But I mean, you mentioned Robert Townsend. Hollywood Shuffle, obviously, is like Hollywood Shuffle is that's so that was the one that 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 I was going to mention later, mm-hmm. as far as required. Um, but yeah, Hollywood Shuffle is it, it's a Mel Brooks movie done by a black man, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. It, it is, but. Um, yeah, it, I don't know that it gets a lot of play. Like, I whenever I see lists of movies of 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 influential black movies, black cinema, stuff like that, Hollywood Shuffle is kind of like lost in the shuffle, I guess, whatever. But when my dad was like, "These are the black movies that you have to watch," Hollywood Shuffle is on that list for sure. I w- we'll get back to that later when we talk more about films, but I, I don't disagree with you because yeah, it certainly had it. It speaks a lot to the way black people are treated as far as becoming actors and what kinds of roles they're taking. What have you? Know, it's really it's, it's right. fascinating, but also very true. But also, right. Robert, but speaking to Robert Townsend specifically, uh, I don't. I mean, from the past, he's still alive. Like he's still doing stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm he's saying. On, <laughs> uh, he's on. He's on. Um, he was on Black uh, Black Lightning. Uh, the the CW series and even and he even directed he a few really? episodes. Yeah, he is. But and when he was involved, I was like, oh, Robert Townsend. Like that got me excited. <laughs> like I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. I've seen him in like interviews on I Criterion. I keep expecting Disc. him to. I keep expecting him to pop up on like a Spike Lee movie or something, but I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean he he 
for all I know, he's doing incredibly well and everything. But yeah, it is weird that he doesn't pop up more with for certain directors. It seems like he's just a, and he's such a natural talent. He can be very funny. He can also be very dramatic. Um, he's like David Allen Greer. <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. yes. but regardless, yeah, he he certainly you know he has a place as far as how he and uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans honestly like they co-wrote uh, yeah. like they they're both in uh, or they yeah Keenan co-wrote Hollywood Shuffle with him and then they you know kind of found success from there. Um, yeah, 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 we mentioned Melvin Peoples. Uh, yeah, Sidney Poitier, and then yeah, Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. Obviously, like, they're, right. they're they're huge fans. Like Sidney Poitier, which I watched um, in the heat of the, I had to review the Criterion Blu-ray for In the Heat of the Night. Um, I think last year okay. at this point, and I didn't realize that it had like sequels that he was in. Like that, that, he was in the sequels. He's in the sequels, and like even the is he in the TV show too? Like I mean, he was like in like it was his it was like his franchise. And I, I was trying to look this up at the time, too. It was like, I, I can't – I think he's, like, the first, like, black man to have his own, like, crime – like, like cop franchise. Like, I, I couldn't, like, really? find anything else because there's two sequels and, the, and obviously the show. He's not in the show yet. He's just in the sequels. But he's in both of them. And I was like, huh. And there were hits. Like, it's not like they just came out and – I mean, it doesn't mean they're just <laughs> – they're not – you know, they're not classics in the same way the, the original's right. classic. But, I mean, like – Sidney Poitier was a force. I mean, again, he's still alive too, but he's retired. <laughs> yeah. but, but like, he's a, he was a force in cinema. Like, it wasn't just that he right. was just a really good actor and he happened to be black. It's like he was a he was a guy drawing in crowds, and so right. it, it was neat to see that. Oh, like he was a franchise star back in the '60s, '70s. So like, that's interesting. Yeah, I know, right? Because I like I didn't know that. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And that's then Ozzy really Davis and Ruby D, who are who were activists themselves as well as just you know right. incredible actors and influential figures on black cinema and just in the culture in general like there's there's plenty to say there uh and <laughs> and spike did what he could to, to kind of keep going keep them going as they got you know older and everything right and, and they're then, they're two of the most memorable people in do the right thing yeah. so and then ruby d gets an oscar nomination for yelling at denzel for five minutes so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> definitely all right uh, so there's some influential figures that we that we just kind of touched upon there. Uh, now I want to kind of get more into yeah the into specifically into movies or whatnot, and I want to ask the question: What does it mean when you talk about black cinema? I have an answer for this, but when I when I say black cinema, what what do you do you have kind of like a definition for that, Marcus? Okay, so for me, black cinema is directly correlated to the black experience. So, okay. Not just the black United U.S. experience. Obviously, I'd put City of God in there, uh-huh. and obviously Black Girl, one of my favorite uh, foreign films, in there. Um, but here, I honestly, I'd put Minding the Gap in yeah. there as black cinema, even though there's one black character, um, and it was not made by a black person. It the black person that it focuses on um, is the black experience of a token black person and i would honestly i don't know if this is a stretch or not i'd put blazing saddles in there yeah and obviously mel gibson is not a black person so but but the black experience or mel mel brooks mel gibson (laughs) mel (laughs) wow um mel brooks is not a black person and uh, but the 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 focus is of this black experience um, by the one black per- – well, there's multiple black people in the movie, but the one central black character in this movie. So to me, it directly correlates to the black experience, any movie that tells the black experience. 
Yeah, even like just recently, but uh, Dolomite is my name. That's directed by Craig Brewer, who's not a black man. Right. But I mean, yeah. look at the movie. <laughs> like, it's it's very yeah. much a black film. Um, For sure. I, I what I wrote down here is like films providing a representation of black culture that extend beyond having black characters serve as supporting characters to stories centered on white characters. Instead, there's a display of either historical lives or individuals during certain parts of history or contemporary portrayals of black characters. So I mean. That encompasses a it's lot. Pretty concise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you write when you write it down, it sounds pretty concise. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, yeah, wow. that, that that can encompass a lot, and I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's not about it's not about whether or not the the director or all the filmmakers are made up entirely of black people. That's not a, that's that's not the necessarily the factor. Obviously, that you know aids. Like if you have a movie like Friday is very much a black movie. <laughs> a movie like right. uh, I don't know the color purple. It's like there's a little wiggle room as far as what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, but right. But um it. I think it does, you know, it does speak to a segment of film, and certainly when it comes to kind of contemporary films, ones that aren't, you know, necessarily going for Oscars or ones that aren't rooted in some kind of historical story, you get, you, you have a lot of options there. And the one, and I mean, that's we talked about Spike Lee a little bit already, but something that he paved the way for, which he's got to have it, is having films about black characters that are very much not focused on what it is necessarily to be black, just having black people just be around, just existing. Just being yeah, themselves. no, exactly. Be natural, and I think um, this is. I can also say that for like, uh, I know this is a black movie, Beale Street, but mm-hmm. seeing black people interact, uh, mm-hmm. seeing black people make love, seeing black people just black people on screen, kind of thing. Yeah, and like it speaks to like that. I don't know, like the '90s and 2000s when you had just like romantic comedies or what have you that are not focused on like the fact that they, like that's not the point of it it's just more like yeah you happen to like it's a certain cast of characters what have you doesn't mean it doesn't factor in because there's just there's naturally going to be something more there than there is no, honestly with white I, people there's not a compli- I get it. there's not I, a complicated love, history when it comes to I, that so. i love love jones that's one of my favorite <laughs> romantic comedies so now i get your saying i just watched menace to society so it's like Lorenz Tate is like evil in that movie. <laughs> so, like, it's, so, but like you look at his filmography and it's like the rest of his career seems to be like, okay, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> I, like, I, I need to do a lot of this to really like compensate for how I was. He's like, he's the romantic lead in yeah. basically everything. And yeah, like, I don't think he's played bad in another movie since Menace to Society. I have to look that up, but I don't I think he's like, I guess uh, sure. dead presidents, like the follow up to Menace to Society. But like, besides, Besides the Hughes brothers, I think like his entire career is like, <laughs> yeah. being a good guy. <laughs> um, That's true. Well, so, so moving on from there, this was a question I I tend to find pretty interesting. It's you know you've you mentioned this already as, as far as kind of required viewing when it comes yeah. to not just necessarily like people as you know black people as far as what movies they should see, but in general as far as kind of a if you want to get an idea. Uh, surrounding what black culture is through through cinema what where does there can be a separation there can be a, a mix of films that feel like required homework to an extent okay. versus films that feel like just pure entertainment they may happen to tackle important topics or they may just you know be something like love jones <laughs> like where it's just like right just for sure no yeah. i i totally get that i i i don't know that there's a whole I don't know that there's a big difference for me because I'll get up for glory as much as I'll get up for get out. So uh, if I had to separate them and say this is homework black film, maybe you put like four little girls. But I mean it's 
such a great movie. You for the Spike Lee documentary um, about uh, 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 the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing, and maybe well, I mean, you could you, in... could you could say that speaks to the fact that we are film lovers, also though. Right? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I understand there is an aspect to this that is, I want to be entertained. I want to be purely. I want. I want Friday. I want. And I, I, I guess this is where where uh, Jordan Peele would shine because he'll give you the the hard hitting stuff. But you know, maybe he'll put it in a horror format. Uh-huh. You know, put it in a comedic format. But you're still getting the that satire in there. Um, but required as far as required or, or as far as like homework stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe Ghost of Mississippi. Um, it was right before they found out James Wood was an actual bigot. It's, 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 that's, that was when I watched in, 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 in school. Um, I mean, I, I have a list of required stuff, but I think they're all fun. Like I would put. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree as far as you appreciate (laughs) the, you appreciate the format enough where, yeah, like it's not. It doesn't like because of the topics it deals with doesn't mean that the film doesn't like work for you as far as I'm just happy watching this right now. At the same time, I do think you can pinpoint some that certainly like if you like chose a movie at random and it's uh-huh. one of these, you're like, okay. I mean, am I going to watch this? Like, like, like okay. if you, yeah, if you, okay, okay. If you grab so, like if you grab like, I don't know, like Antoine Fisher, you're like, is that the Denzel movie right. I want to watch right now? Like, I mean, okay. there's, there's, there's <laughs> I, I, I get you. I get you. Uh, OK, so so historical drama biopic it does tend to put fall that, in, it put, does put tend that. to fall in that direction for sure yeah like there's right. not a lot of like i the only one that i would find on the more entertaining side maybe malcolm x because it's just it covers everything and it's so great but even then maybe you would put that i think it has so much in it that is just good and not just but I would say the same thing about Selma. Like I think Selma's so good, but yeah. maybe some people would put this in the homework category. But I think it it, it goes above that. It's so entertaining. I, I mean, again, you're not gonna find too <laughs> much disagree with me. From, uh, you're not gonna find too much disagreement with me. They're they're like, and I I I just recently watched Selma again. I watched Malcolm X not too long ago because I was watching all of these films recently. Right. Um, but like, yeah, they're they're all like they're powerful, but there's a lot of good filmmaking on display where it makes them like. Yeah, it's nice to watch this movie because of how excellent it is as far as its portrayal of things. Um, there are movies that are, but the, I don't know, like something like Fruitvale Station, which we're both big fans of, the yeah. Ryan Cooper's first movie. Right. You're not putting that on all the time. No, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, 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 if you're gonna say, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. So okay, so some of the harder hitting, I would also put uh, Color Purple. If you're gonna put it something in the category yeah. of this is gonna be a an emotional watch or kind of um i guess a homeworkish watch pay attention or whatever you you pay attention um you put this in the same category as roots and you cry freedom um amistad stuff like that um i you know you're you're absolutely absolutely right there there are i'm I'm trying to divide as much as i don't want it my mind is not wanting to pull these 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 uh movies apart but but yeah you're you're right you're right i would go okay some of the more hard-hitting the hard-hitting stuff i mean you mentioned like you mentioned DuVernay, like when they see us you know a multi multi-part um drama dramatization of the central park five story it's Mm -hmm. it's very good but it's also like incredibly depressing (laughs) like like I'm happy I it watched is. it on Netflix, but I'm not gonna be like, man, what's on my Netflix queue? 
well, I could watch I mean, that again. Like, I mean, it's listen, really that's all about taste. I love depressing movies. So I, I, <laughs> I, I seek it out. I, I like, love, I, I, I don't know. You meant, you I, mentioned four little girls, um, right. Spike Lee's doc. There's also like when the Levy's break, which is a four right. part, you know, min, uh, documentary from Spike Lee. I, I don't know how much I need to see about Katrina again. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. And I'm not it, trying it, to speak to rewatchability either, but I do think there, okay. what, I guess what I'm trying to nail down is the kind of the idea of, of, of movies where when you hear about them and you're like, this is a story about this. Do you look at that sometimes be like, I do, I, I, I have to see that because it feels like I'm supposed to, or I have to see it because it sounds like it's a, a you know, a great time at the movies. And I do okay, think, so I do think when I some, first, mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna, I was just gonna say something like, not necessarily Invictus because that's Clint Eastwood, but also, but it is about Matt Mandela. But you think about like the Idris right. Elba Mandela movie, mm-hmm. like oh, on, you're the, on the surface, yeah. it's like, okay, I like Idris Elba. Like, there's a you know, and Mandela's an interesting topic. But at the same time, you you don't look at a movie like Mandela: Long Walk to Freedom, a two and a half yeah, hour right. movie, not directed by one of these like heavy hitter black directors, and right. think like, I I definitely need to see that right this second. Doesn't that that kind yes. of gives you a sense of I guess I'm supposed to see this, but as opposed to I can't yes. wait to see this. No, you're you're absolutely right. When 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 um say Marshall came out, uh-huh. I was not looking for and Marshall is you know it's, it's fine. It's it's it's, 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 it's a mo- yeah. It's, it's a great TV uh, pilot. That's what I Anna and I saw exactly. it at the San Diego Film Festival, <laughs> and it it felt like it's not like a great pilot to the Marshall series where he's like going case to case <laughs> solving crimes. Right. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. But I was not looking forward to it uh-huh. i was not i was like okay this is gonna be homework um but i Wait. had very similar feelings when i when i uh, was gonna go see selma um because i didn't know really know who ava was um and i was like oh selma okay martin luther king all right okay um uh, there's not gonna be anything that means there's not gonna be anything hard hitting in it and i, I was wrong so yeah yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, obviously there's a sense of, you know, expectation, and that's going to play a role in how soon you see something. You you can't really avoid that. It's, it just comes down to like what your mind frame is. It's like you're feeling in the mood for something like that, or you're like you're just the capacity you have to take in certain kinds of dramas right. at a certain kind of rate. Right. Um, but I mean that, and that comes down to yeah, like first time watches. There's certainly films that you know we've seen since where, <laughs> if we're recommending or we just like we want to put something on specifically. Yeah, you're probably more likely going to lean towards the fun side of things, or at least things that you know have that kind of right. uh, tone or what have you. That's it. You're saying you're you know into hardcore dramas every now and then, like, and I get it. I mean, like, <laughs> I, no, I love, you're absolutely you're I, absolutely right. And there mm-hmm. there there is a there is um, I guess there is a time for these heavy dramas, and there is a time for Love Jones and 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 um, Get Out and Friday and Friday After Next. <laughs> You know, there there is, or, or, or I'm gonna get you sucker and all that stuff. You know that 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 it goes in a different bin, I guess. The um, the other like part of this, and I, I'm curious what you have to think about this. I mean, as far as what feels like a homework, there are the films that you know they're not about black leads. They're the films where there's you know like the help or there's a white savior type character right. or the magical Negro story, of course, like Legend of Bagger Vance, where you have. Right. Kind of a, a black character in a supporting role who happens to have to say the right thing to help the white guy out all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. And I would assume that, I mean, 
there's there's various amounts of quality that go along with some of these movies. I don't I don't dislike the help. I don't think it's not one of my favorite movies or anything. I like dislike that, blind spotting or blind not, not blind side. Blind yeah, blind side's not not. I not just a good like movie. Uh, but yeah. but there is a kind of when those kind especially when the trailers hit for those like when the trailer hit for Blindside I was like okay <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> is, I I know I know what this is and I was right um <laughs> but that all but but that's one where it feels like well I guess I'm gonna see this I don't I don't know no 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 I think those are the those are ones where the expectations and the reality very much meet um. I didn't have very much expectations for Blindside because of the commercials. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. There's an audience that it's going for, and they responded since it was a huge hit and won an Oscar. But I mean, Yeah, exactly. Um, but I wouldn't put that in any kind of like recommendation list or anything. Right? Sure, but, yeah. I hear you. Let's um... – Let's move down. Let's let's go to let's go to our, our next kind of our subject here. We're gonna kind of spotlight some people. We already kind of spotlighted, um, you know, people that I feel are like influential figures as far as <laughs> ones that are kind of doing something for a cause in addition to kind of making films. But what about just like people in general that that you know to, more on the kind of up and coming side where you're like these guys are making some great films and I'm looking I look forward to them when they're when they're coming out. Who is there? some like filmmakers that really kind of fit into that category for you? So I've I've already talked about ava but uh and you've already mentioned ryan um but uh, d reese is is a filmmaker i mean she's really only made two or three films i'm not too sure the two that i saw pariah is in my top 20 of all-time black films um mudbound i wasn't crazy about but her direction is so fantastic um stylistically that, I, mudbound is i agree with you stylistically it's it's very very good i do think that it, it doesn't end quite well for me but i do think a lot of it right. really works and rob morgan who's been in a lot of movies lately um he's very good in it <laughs> yes very much so and and so is uh mary j blige yeah i no, i yeah. was kind of blown away i I'd, I'd, I'd really seen her in a lot of stuff but she was fantastic in it but d, d reese I, I i spotlight her because you know, I, I, as far as up and comers, I I don't know if she's considered an up and comer, but it's been yeah, no, it's, it's I mean she's only done so many films. Pariah, Mudbound, Bessie, the uh, I believe that was a TV movie, the, um, the HBO it was an HBO film. Um, oh, Queen Latifah is that yeah, Queen Latifah? Yeah, yeah, Queen Latifah. Okay. And then there's a Netflix film that's not really related to black film in general, but called The Last Thing You Wanted. That's really terrible. Um, but wow, okay. But outside of that, a lot of a uh, TV as well, a, lot of, a few uh, okay. TV things. Um. Jordan, you could put Jordan in there, um, uh, Jordan Peele, and um, I know you're probably gonna mention Boots, even though I didn't particularly love. Sorry to bother you. I would see anything he puts out. He can you know, he just, can take my money. I didn't list so. him. I didn't, but that's mostly just guys I'm trying to do a lot, and I kind of forgot. Uh, but oh, and he's only made one movie. But yeah, Boots Riley's for Sorry to Bother You. Like I. I he did like a kitchen sink approach to that movie where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make another one. That's what it felt like as far as like, so I'm just going to get everything in here. Um, but I mean, it's very evocative in the way he made that movie. So like, if he does get another project, I look forward to it just because it seems like he has a good idea of how to kind of make films that seem totally unique to himself. Um, right. But the the other obvious one is Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Been, um, yes, obviously. Yes. Uh, you know, he's, he's made three movies, uh, Medicine for Melancholy, but more, you know, specifically Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk. And I mean, he's an incredible filmmaker. One who I mean, he adapted James Baldwin, so that's 
uh-huh. he's thinking on another level. I, I uh, he he's a filmmaker on another level. I, if it wasn't for Ava, I he would be at the top of the list for me. I hear you. I think Ava's just hit a just a she's batting a thousand right now, except for well, he can't be batting a thousand. But I tend to forget uh, a wrinkle in time, <laughs> even though it's not. I, I don't I don't think it's a particularly bad movie. It's just I I don't equate it to Ava anymore. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, Justin Simeon, who uh, did a uh, uh, Dear White People, mm-hmm. um, both the movie and heavily involved in directing some episodes of the Netflix TV version right. of it. Um, and he has a new film that hit Sundance. Um, no idea when it's gonna come out. I think it's called. Was it like it's something about hair? Oh, like bad hair. Or bad something? hair. Bad hair something I think it's like bad. Yeah. I don't think it's black hair. I think it's bad hair. <laughs> something um, like that. But yeah, it's like a it's like a a horror film associated with, with, with hair, with black hair. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, but I, no, I, I, I really like dear white people in all forms. I, yeah. I think he's done a terrific job with that. Um, and he certainly has a voice uh, that he's putting out there. And, uh, you can mentioned. I, am yeah. I able to like Malcolm D Lee? Cause yeah. I kind of like, I like his movies. I like Malcolm. Not D. all Lee. of them, not all of them, but I'm a big undercover brother fan. And, and some of his newer stuff is, I, I like his best man movies. The best man, the best man <laughs> holiday. Like those are solid. I know he's doing the new space jam too, right? He's doing the new space jam. Yeah. No, Malcolm D. Lee's got some movies. I, yeah. He I, did girls trip. He did. Yeah. He did girls trip. Um, girls trip. I, I didn't see night school because it just did. It looked terrible. No. Um, it was, <laughs> it was not good. Um, but no, Malcolm D. Lee. I mean, I feel like he's been around for a while at this point. That's why I didn't really yes, like think yeah. of him because uh, there's you know there's a there's a few like like Tim Story is another one who did like the first oh. who's who's regardless of quality has had a lot of success as far as creating multiple franchises. He's got the he's got Barbershop, uh, the um, the Think Like a Man movies, the um, the fit the two Fantastic Four movies. Um, oh, that's right, he did do those. And the uh, the drive along or ride along movies, like he, he's oh, like geez. again, it's not about <laughs> quality, but as far as like a director like that who's <laughs> who's made multiple franchises that have been profitable, like good on him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. A oh, Soul Man, Malcolm Beagle did Soul Man, the last Bernie Mac movie, which I like quite. Did a bit. he? Yeah. And oh, Roll God. Bounce, Roll Bounce is solid. I like Roll Bounce. Oh wow, Roll Bounce is good. Yeah. Well, good on made... Malcolm D. Lee. Malcolm D. Lee's done good, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He's uh, Spike's cousin. He's doing his thing. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> There's another director. What's his name? Who did, he did? Um, he did Black and Blue last year. Was that one with Tyrese and Naomi Harris? Oh. And he did that other one with Dennis Quaid as like the guy that owns the house and uh, Michael Ealy and. What's her name? They move into the house and like he's yeah, and he's like he's he doesn't want to let go of the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah that yeah that one. He's done a he's done a couple more movies, but he's like up and coming. But I, I Black and Blue I like quite a bit. I thought that was really good, and I I think he has another one coming out, like a neo noir coming out later this year, assuming it comes out this year. Um, yeah. I need to look up his name so I can stop saying this guy. But that 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 guy. But it seems like he's he seems like he's finding his footing because he's 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 doing uh he's doing better. Uh, Dion Taylor. There we go. Dion Taylor. Okay. He's a. Uh, he's coming up. He seems to be getting a lot of opportunity, and he's taking advantage of that. So, good on him. The Intruder. That's the Dennis Quaid one. Yeah. Uh, which I yeah. which I didn't see, but I was like, well, I get it. <laughs> 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 All right. What about some performers, some actors that are kind of up and coming? Um. You know what? Okay. So basically, um, everybody on the cast of 
Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Um, is doing, yeah, they, they've all been doing Brian things. Brian I mean, Henry, Lakeith, Donald Glover. Lakeith. Yeah. Zazie, yeah. She, they're all doing their thing right now. Um, Tessa can't touch her right now. Um, even though I did not like the last uh, Men in Black, I will not speak ill of Tessa. John David Washington is like they want him to take the throne, and and and, and he's good. Uh, Chadwick is doing you know his thing. He's not an up and comer. Um, you know what I he's, wanted I mean, to say? He's uh, been around for a bit now, but I he's mean, been he's still like it's as far as being like a lead in movies. You know, I I do think he 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 you know for one thing he. He's only done so many of those, but at the same time, when he's in something, I ha- he has my attention. Like he has this innate charisma he, that's really working for him. He has that Denzel thing where he can. He's not only got your attention, but he can really stretch. Even though you may not think he's stretching that far, he's he. I mean, in some movies, you know, he's in the James Brown movie, but he's he's such a. a a rangy actor uh-huh. he pretty much can play anything um i'll go see and much like denzel i'll go see him in anything oh so, so i did want to mention also um zendaya even though she's really gaining notoriety i guess right now in um on euphoria in the, the tv show i do like i did like her in this in the in the spider-man i think she's up and coming i think she's got an interesting style about her and i think she's a good actress one other one other one other um, some other ones that i got here um and like some of these have been around like i mean i don't know stefan james i think he's a really compelling okay person. yeah i think he's doing a lot of interesting stuff and uh it, it it's good to see him in things like he, he, right. he, he plays his role as well um andre holland um okay. he's also been around a little bit now but like i still like it seems like he's popping more like because he was the lead in that in soderbergh's movie um high flying bird that i really liked last year and he's in moonlight obviously he's really good in there right. um but i do think he right. and he's on that show the eddie that's on netflix too i haven't watched yet but but he's leading on that i just watched him in you know what he i think he was in he was in he was in sugar right he was like the american baseball player yeah 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 he is sugar yeah yeah that's weird yeah anyway anyway uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., um, who's yeah. been all over the place, he got waves and uh, loose last year. Loose, right? Your your movie. I love loose. That's <laughs> he's loose. My, that's my movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is loose. Uh, but no, he's. I mean, he's. And he was in um, It Comes at Night, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, yeah. And that you mentioned John David Washington, but I, you know, he 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 worked really well in Black Klansman and could have got a Academy Award nomination, and I would have been very happy about that. But right. I mean, he's the lead of a new Christopher Nolan movie, so I can't complain too much. Like, he's doing his job. So. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and John Boyega, I mean, it's obviously. Just, John Boyega. And John Boyega. I, mean, I look forward to seeing more of what he does. Exactly. Um, I, I, I want him. I mean, she's she's been around forever, but she seems to be having a resurgence. Regina King. Um, I think that also Niecy Nash is kind of in some stuff now and i don't know if she's up and coming because she's been in she's been but she's like she's gotten to flex more as far as doing more than just comedy right because like we exactly we we talked about uncorked like a few like a couple months ago now yes um where she plays like a a a very understanding mother as opposed to like an outrageous comedy character and there's there's been more of those kinds of performances that she's been involved in I, I, I think she's fantastic. I, I, I look forward to seeing more more 
or from her. Um, I guess you could say Octavia Spencer has been getting more, more of like, well, hopefully she gets more of like lead roles. There was like, what's the name of the the actress from Fast Color? I know she was in the Bell. Uh, Google and Botha Raw. She's very, very good. I look forward to anything that she's in. Also, the one from um, The Hate You Give. It's like uh, Steinberg. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Amandala Steinberg. Yeah. I think she's very good, too. She's so she's one to watch. But, yeah. All right. So, moving on. Um, I You brought this topic up just before we started, and I thought it was really interesting. Because as far as, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of different performers and actors, what have you. Um, and I like there's a lot of obvious films that we're not talking about because I think it's like it's easy to be like yeah do the right thing it's great like I mean it's you get right. that like there's a lot of those movies. we could do like a three hour on Spike yeah I, really you could do a three hour on do the right thing yeah uh, and like and again that that could be for future episodes if we want to like really really do like a deep dive into something but you know we're just kind of giving a cursory glance and giving some spotlighting to you know kind of newer things as well as past things um and you know the the contemporary stuff it's there and you know it already but at the same time. Um, what I was getting to is that like the topic you brought up was the idea of like, what's a, what is a, what are films that are appropriate for like a younger audience as far as like people that are, you know, interested in black cinema or just want to have kind of a more well-rounded education uh, or just understanding in the area in regards to kind of what black filmmakers are doing, what black performers are doing that kind of, yeah that can work that, that like a family could watch together that kind of gets into some heavy topics, but in a way that's, you know, pleasing uh, not necessarily something hardcore intense uh things that are you know not super hard r-rated exactly especially see, see um, and, and 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 here's where i think that um sports movies do a really they, they nail it on this this aspect because i would i would roll to remember the titans that'd be my first suggestion yeah. or 42 even though i didn't love it it's just it's pretty thorough um, it gets that aspect, that race relations stuff. It nails that history and time. Um, here, remember the Titans does kind of a similar thing. Um, as far as contemporary, um, another movie that I didn't really love, but it's family friendly. Um, See you yesterday really oh, yeah. addresses the the what's going on right now as far as um, relationships between um, inner city and police officers. So. Um, that's what I would recommend. No, I see you yesterday. I think is a great recommendation because it does. Yeah. I think it's very much skewed towards a towards a, a younger audience. It's about two yes. you know young teenagers that learn how to time travel, and it happens to coincide with you know the whole police brutality aspect of things. But I mean, right. it's it's a it's a good watch, right. uh, and it's like it's like I think it's like eighty five minutes or something like that. Show. Yeah, it's, it's very long. short. It's very short. Um, but see, like I don't know if I could even recommend like the hate you give for an because the, the 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 way I got this started is because somebody asked one of my friends asked me and they have an eight-year-old child so i don't know could i recommend the hate you give because there's some aspects of it that are very violent um but i don't don't, you know no i mean i I mean obviously it comes down to kind of what a parent knows about their child um as far as what they what they're ready to have them you know geared towards seeing but a movie like the hate you give i mean that is a ya adaptation like it is a movie that was ideally intended for a younger audience so they can kind of get an understanding of things um and yeah i mean it's more on the intense side just because of yes the things that do happen in the movie it's still pg-13 but i i get that you're not wrong about sports movies for sure because there are a lot of those that you know specifically just because that's a very 
it's a straightforward topic to get to because right. uh, because history it, it lends itself to it yeah yeah um uh, and yeah there's movies like that there's what pride with uh, terrence howard oh, yes. is like the coach is like the swim coach in that one there's a few of those but the express is i think is another one um which um, <laughs> there we go but um yeah some other like black i mean black panther honestly <laughs> it's, it's, right yeah no you're it, right it'll you know it's black it's black panther i mean it's, it's a marvel movie it's super but it's also like it, it has some complicated ideas going on um yeah. ones that you know bring i mean it's why it sticks out in the marvel canon because it is you know going after something pretty headstrong but it's also it is like a celebration of specifically african culture which is something mm-hmm. that, you know i think is quite inspiring if you're you know seeing a lot of the same kind of movie when it comes to superhero movies then you have this new one that has like these very colorful costumes and rituals and right. celebration and just things that are very very focused in a certain way that you you, you know you're not getting that in ant-man like you know paul rudd's not coming home and you know, like celebrating the sandwich with mayonnaise that he has on like i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> um uh hidden figures hidden figures oh, yeah, uh, came to mind yeah. I, I think that i mean for one thing it's a very good movie it's pg but also just even in spite of Kevin Costner, who's not in it that much, so I can't hold too much against him. But I mean, it's a movie that <laughs> it's a movie that I think. I mean, for someone like me who was a space nerd when I was growing up, like I think it hits that mark well, while also giving you you know strong female characters that were very much involved in this thing. That yeah, I mean, the movie's called Hidden Figures for a reason. It's something that's not really told about like too much in schools to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned we've mentioned already Selma and Malcolm X. I mean, those are important films as far as they're showing you portrayals of very important and influential figures in right. you know in the civil rights movement but they are very they're watchable uh malcolm x is over three hours but it's awesome but i mean at the same time it's like yeah i get it as far as is an eight-year-old gonna be like i need to know everything about malcolm x <laughs> uh, uh but i mean like creed comes to mind honestly oh yeah it's a sports movie again it's not based on sports history but i mean it's a sports movie but also i mean it's wildly entertaining but also still centered in a certain direction mm-hmm. you can look to guess who's coming to dinner i guess like i mean it's an effective movie and it's very much about the topic and it's not uh, so just, i was thinking a, about this like uh-huh. w- would you put like hairspray in there as far as just something a kid would watch because it has songs i'll put it this way it wouldn't be at the top of my list but i can i can understand putting it on as far as like something that is race relation yeah stuff no i hear you and yeah no i (laughs) i i I get it yeah i mean that it factors in um (laughs) it's a movie no i mean i mean it's just like i'm thinking about all these movies like yeah that does like no you're right that does tackle something it's just not like it didn't shoot to mind right away uh, I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Hoop Dreams uh, because it's, it's terrific yeah. um, and it you know it's about it's about you know be, younger players growing up playing basketball and tracks their life for a good portion of time so I mean there's a relatable aspect I think to some degree there right. um, and I mean then it comes just... down then it comes down to just like what a parent wants their children to watch because it's like I don't. Th- I don't I like I don't think do the right thing is the worst movie. I like yes, it has a lot of language in it and no, it has some sure. other it has questionable content. But I mean it's it's directed what it's do- Crooklyn. Oh that. Let me just settle for Crooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Bamboozled. Just get him. No, but Crooklyn just go Crooklyn all the way with it. Crooklyn is a coming of age story. Like that's the no, difference. You're there. Right. Or you're uh, right. I, I just okay. watched this um uh Cooley High. Uh you know. Uh, 
I mean, but these are like older films too, so it's like, is it? I mean, I can understand Crooklyn. I can understand seeing because it's ninety five. That's not too old, but um, or fe- like Fences. I mean, there's. I th- <laughs> It comes down to like age and what they like, what they're into seeing, right? No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I don't know that I recommend offenses to an eight-year-old, but I wouldn't. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, there's like, if you're if you're saying specifically, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I don't think range. it keep their attention. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I guess I'm thinking, uh, you're, I'm thinking more of it as a range, right? As opposed no. to like specifically eight years old. I'm thinking like, no, no, no. like a young, like a, a movie that like a family would put on and everyone's kind of gathered around watching. Yes. And I do okay. think that some of the, and I'm just like, yeah, I've already named the ones that I think really apply. So now I'm thinking of like other ones that do have like, you know, certain ideals and stuff, but are certainly you know, steeped in heavier topics or in the drama that doesn't speak to, you know consistent it's not black panther like it's, you know it's okay. not it's not yeah. super fun i mean i would put i would put uh, green mile on that list as well even though it's three hours and it is uh, uh-huh. a little more on the violent side um but i i i say it gets to that uh race relations uh a time and place uh historical historically accurate um you know good movie I haven't seen House Party in years. Is that like a heavy uh, House Party? I don't. I, I I don't know that it ages well, but yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, is that a, is that movie like heavy on the? Like, I guess it's probably R, right? I think right? so. Yeah, I think so. Kid and play <laughs> doing everything. <laughs> I think you it'd be a... like having somebody watch Friday. See, that's another one I was questioning too. It's like, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a ton of language in Friday, but it's like, it's so like way well meaning and relaxed. But the, I guess the drug aspect, too, is, like, difficult. So it's, like, there's plenty of parents that I know are, like, you know, like no, none of these are appropriate. And I don't I don't disagree. I'm just trying, like, I'm thinking of, like, if you're tra- – I want to say I – want, I want you to get that hate mail from somebody who had their 8-year-old or 10-year-old watch well, Friday. Well, we'll go back, we'll go back to the like, we, we trusted you. We'll go, we- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were the shepherd oh. leading us leading us down the right path to movies to watch. We were on the now. fence about Friday, and we heard your <laughs> podcast, and we just turned it on. Aaron said it was okay, and I was appalled. Well, to go to go back to the beginning, yeah, Black Panther, Hidden Figures, <laughs> Selma, Malcolm X. If you like, if you know, if you want to go for it that way, Creed, right. See You Yesterday. You mentioned uh, when we were kings, the Muhammad Ali documentary. I think that's yeah. like. It's super entertaining for one thing, for especially for especially if you're going in the documentary direction. It's more entertaining than for little girls, because uh, yeah. it's Mal- it's it's Muhammad Ali just being himself, which is just fun to watch, and it, you know, and it has that sports factor. It's it's in Africa, like there's a lot of things going on, and it grapples with his decisions and what he's doing and how pe- the public's perceiving him and what have you. Right. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, probably don't put on Eddie Murphy Raw, right? That's probably not the best way you know, <laughs> to lead things off. It's 48 hours, you know, it's kind oh, of geez, a racial thing. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I you know, I, yeah, I do think there's, and that's just speaking to like films that have these topics in mind, right? Like there's plenty of like right. black yes. film that's appropriate for kids, but I mean, it's, right. it, but it's as far as like, if you're trying to like put onto them values that, educate them as far as what the black experience is or what what you know people had to go through to get to certain points or what they're still dealing with now uh, i do think those are you know films that tackle that in ways that are still acceptable for a family viewing experience yes absolutely right let's see blade right that's there's a lot going on there uh <laughs> 
I mean, like here, like like this is the, this is the biggest one. Attack the block. Like that's such a like it's R because of the language and like it has. It's a horror movie. I mean, it's a but it's still like it's about it's kids. A, yeah. It's about kids. It's a It's you know it's Goonies. Like it's just Goonies right. for, for black kids in London, but it's more violent and there's more cursing. So like I get the you know there's a separation there, and we right. even talked about this on our horror episode focused on. Uh, horror for kids essentially for horror for a younger audience like what kind of horror movies could you introduce to kids at a young age and they'd be okay mm-hmm. with and attack the block was one of them that fell, fell in that category because yeah it's r but like it's for the you know the the content in there it's it's stuff that's it's for games essentially <laughs> like it's not right, like right, it, exactly. and, this, and it's very stylistically handled too so it's like right. i wouldn't say an eight-year-old should watch it but i mean if you're getting to you know you're getting to your teens like yeah attack the block like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's people your age are doing this like <laughs> I can't wait for these emails to come in. He told me to watch, uh, do the right thing with my child. <laughs> See, what we need is these, you know, we have all these, if you can watch, I'm all right, for it. If, 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 if I you can watch, kid, no, no. listen, I'm, I'm having them watch everything. They're watching the color purple at a young age. They're watching at the same age. I, I, I watch roots. I, I, I don't, I don't think that there should be a lot of, I, I don't think there should be a lot of filtering. Um, I don't think any of it's gratuitous. I think it's there that's, for a reason. That's what I'm trying to speak to, too, as far as some of the movies I'm talking about, ones that aren't like really gratuitously doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, language is just another story, and that comes down to you know how you're parenting. So I mean, right. that's not that's not for me to say. Um, I just had one, and now I lost it. What was I going to say? It was going to be hilarious. <laughs> no, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> um, all right, let's just move on then. Uh, the last kind of topic we wanted to get into, uh, as I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of obvious things. No, I remember what I was going to mention now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, if you could watch Do the Right Thing in Japanese, you can make an audio track that bleeps out everything and just put that on the Blu-ray. Like, I, I don't know. That, that should be more of a thing. Like, I'm not sure why it isn't. <laughs> like, I, I, you should be able to watch, like, the TV version of Die Hard 2 that has, like, terrible subs for language. Like, that should be an option on your audio options. Like, that's the that's the easiest thing to add to Blu-rays. Like, I'm, I'm so, like, I... Like every Sony disc that has, you can watch things in Finnish. What am I gonna watch something in Finnish? I don't know, but I see like that could if you could add Finnish. And good job, Finnish audience for listening. To that. I don't know if they're in a name. Not trying to insult. I know, I, wow. but we I alienated a whole. But I, but I'm just saying, like if you can add that audio track, right now. if you're adding that audio track, you can be able to add they're a dubbed switching audio off track. Their, their videos. A family friendly audio track. I feel like that's possible. I, I you know, but anyway. But, like that seems like something Disney Plus would just do because so, like, just, just, <laughs> like okay now to move on our last topic here before we wrap things up hidden gems as as I mentioned like we there's a lot of like obvious but we've mentioned do the right thing by name multiple times now among other many many other movies that really don't you know, fit to the obvious like hey these are great black movies that you should see everybody knows these what are some like ones that are somewhat more below the radar as far as movies that just don't seem to be getting enough attention um, that that you kind of speak to. You already know what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. So I got <laughs> I, I the, the, the in the forefront of my mind is loose. I, I, I it's a movie I really enjoyed. I think it it shows an interesting look at an interesting black character if that that's all you take out of it if you don't even think the story works or whatever. Um the a, a character that is uh, an adopted refugee um from Ethiopia and he's brought up in this affluent white community and he has a lot of 
issues and, and octavia spencer is in there and she's pulling him to one side of of of, of this this the black is black side and he has his, these other people that are pulling him more towards this kind of obama side you know so it's got a lot of things going on even though some people on this podcast didn't like it um I did not like I, I, didn't, I didn't like it as much as you. That was the only I loved thing. it. I, what was it, like number two? <laughs> Something like that. Um, and then, the, okay, so I'll make mention of another movie, um, which you actually recommended to me, uh, The Transfiguration, um, which I would say is, uh, even though it was not made by a black person, um, it shows an aspect of black culture. Um, about a kid, uh, a kid growing up in the inner city, who has to deal with inner city problems, and he also has an infatuation with vampires. Um, that all ties together wonderfully. Um, this is a hidden gem that that I don't know anybody but you and I, and maybe like one other person that's seen it. So I would <laughs> put on. Uh, I'd say everybody go see that movie. Also, um, one more. Um, uh, it's I, I don't know that it's aged well, even though I think it, I only had it on my top ten list like two or three years ago. Uh, Accidental Curiosity. It's the documentary about the guy. I think his name's Dale Davis or something. And he goes and befriends KKK, the black guy who goes and befriends. Oh, I saw this KKK movie. Members. Yeah. Um, and I think it's right at the beginning of. Um, oh jeez, there was like a shooting or something that happened. I forget which one. Daryl Davis, yeah, yeah, in Baltimore, and he talks to these kids, and these kids are like, "You don't know what you're talking. You're way off." Da da da. And they, in it, when I first saw it, they seem like on the outskirts of this thing. But now Dale is kind of, uh, maybe this is, maybe this. I don't know that it's age well, but I, I think it's a very interesting movie. I have, I've never seen a documentary quite like it. Um, but it's a hidden gem because nobody's. I don't think it, a lot of people haven't seen this. Yeah, I, was, I saw it on PBS. It was on. It was on Netflix for a while. That's how I watched it. Accidental Curiosity, <laughs> you know, Um And Daryl Davis Race in America. And yes, you know, it's an, like because yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with how he's going about things. Certainly, in this looking back on it, but like there is an effectiveness of what he's gone after that I found to be fascinating to watch because he's a man that yeah has basically gone out of his way to befriend various people of the KKK as a, as a way of getting to them and eventually getting them to get rid of their robes, which is, right. I mean, there's a level of admiration involved in that. But yeah, I mean, right. the, the most fascinating part of that documentary is towards the end, yes, where he confronts, where he has like a basically a sit down with some members of the Black Lives Matter movement, and they very vitriolically disagree with what he's doing. Um, yes. As it becomes an argument, and yeah, I, I'd be curious if there was. I'd be curious to see a follow up, honestly, like on what he's doing now. It, like, that would be very interesting. Yeah, that would be very interesting. That's a good one. Um, to, that's a good one to shout out, though. Yeah, I haven't thought about. Yeah, but those would, those would be the ones. Um, if if I had to, okay, uh, let me touch on three black uh, Spike Lee three Spike Lee movies real quick. I'll just go my bamboozled. Um, not uh, one that is in high regard right now, but I think it hits hard. It's it's Spike Lee throwing a temper tantrum, and I loved it. Um, I, I, I'd argue it's getting better regard now because it just came out with a Criterion release, and there's a lot, of, re- there's a lot of a lot of people revisiting that film. And I, I had to I, to, I think I got, it only gets better with time. I agree. I got to review it, and I was like, man, this is like 
especially ne- like it really works it's really and especially thinking about when it came out versus where it is now mm-hmm. it's like this is really this really hit the, if the you ever goes. need one movie that's gonna it's a it's a it's a it's a straight it's a downer movie but if you ever need one movie that depicts smashes every bit of black anti-black media in it this is your movie this is gonna show you every aspect of why media is like it is and why certain people think that there is this why there is this bias against black people in the media and it's it's a fantastic movie i would also shout out she's got to have it you already shouted that out um i don't know how well it ages either um but and i would also shout out um to sweet blood of jesus which i really liked i i don't I've only seen like three other people that I have seen this movie and they all hate it. So I think it's Spike's take on like kind of vampire stuff and it's weird and bizarre and out there, but Spike being weird and bizarre and out there, that's, I like that. I love Spike just going like, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going mean, to be so bizarre. It is a re it is a re is a remake of Ganja and Hess. I mean, he, it is, he's it like, is, but he goes way out there. I, I, okay. So I haven't seen Ganja and Hess. But from what I hear, he it's he's doing way, his own thing. He's yes. doing way his own thing, and I I, I really I really loved it. Um, I've seen it like multiple times. So <laughs> anyway, those would be my last ones that no, yeah, that yeah. are yeah. that are gems. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, I <laughs> I I just watched um, a Spike Lee film that I had not seen that I've been trying to see that was very difficult, and it finally hit Netflix. It's Get on the Bus. Um, I think this is one of his best movies, um, really? and and by by default that makes it one of his most underappreciated films because I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it actually because I've I've already seen *The Five Bloods*, which opens on Friday at the time of this recording, tomorrow, um, and it connects really well as far as having multiple black people in an in an environment where they're kind of stuck with each other and they're talking about what their differences are. And that's what Get on the okay. Bus is. It's these people on a road trip to the Million Man March from 1995, and they're all there's a there's a variety of different kinds of people on there. You 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 have you have like you know, mostly liberals on there. You have a couple uh, Republican black people. You have a couple gay black people. You have Andre Brower playing the opposite of Brooklyn Nine Nine as a homophobic actor who's very loud, um, wow. <laughs> which is like it's a trip to watch Andre Brower do this, knowing how great he is on on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, you have Charles S. Dutton just being awesome because he's Charles S. Dutton. Yeah. Uh, you, you have there's just it's a great cast. It's a and it's just a really great movie. And I was I was really happy to finally be able to see it. But uh, I do think it's also very much a hidden gem because I don't think people talk about get on the bus nearly as much as they talk about other spike lee movies um right. so i wanted to shout that one out um I, I mentioned before already but menace to society i feel like boys in the hood gets all you know all the chatter which is nothing wrong with that it's a really good movie but i do think menace to society is equally good if not if not a little better honestly because it's so it's so hard like it's such a it's such it, a yeah, rough right. movie like it, it is dead president i don't know better I don't know, but nah, I mean, they're close to me. They're really close, just because of how 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 far the direction it goes, it goes. Because it, it's not, it's unflinching, honestly, right. and it's. I just it, love that Lawrence Fishburne character, and I can't. That's the thing, yeah. No, like, it, yeah. like even regardless of being black, like when people ask like favorite movie dads, I think Fairy right. Styles. Like that's like he's yeah. he's amazing. He's fed. so yeah. yeah, it might get the edge because oh, yeah, Lawrence right. Fishburne is great, but I do think Menace Society. I, I'm mentioning it mainly because it just doesn't seem like it gets attention at all. But the, the, the Hughes really does. 
the Hughes brothers when they came out with that and then Dead Presidents, after already racking up a lot of like music videos, it's like they're great. They're talented folks. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're talent the talented twin brothers. And uh, and I mean they what they made From Hell, which is like okay, and they made Book of Eli, which is like very I mean visually stylish and all that. So, <laughs> but but I but I do think Men of Society and Dead Presidents back to back really good movies. Right. Um, Juice is another one. I, Juice is good. I think I think the conversation about Juice needs to raise back up again because it's both really good, a great showcase for Tupac Shakur, who was a great actor. Um, like, so that's where I'm missing on this. I, I, I was I was hold, just holding off on my Tupac love because uh-huh. uh, I thought Abe was gonna kill it. I know, yeah, Abe would be shouting out Tupac. <laughs> that's his boy. So yeah, I was like I was gonna save that for Abe, but yeah, above the yeah. rim. <laughs> yeah so. but yeah no juice i think is really solid and one of the best hip-hop soundtracks of all time mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah well, we mentioned robert townsend hollywood shuffle i mean that's i mean that's a is a hidden gem because it's really good and it's very funny um and it yeah does not get the kind of attention that other films uh like it do um despite you know having some very significant things to say about about uh, about it i mean black media i mean you could watch hollywood shuffle and bamboozled back to back and have a good night yeah <laughs> and um let's see oh um i would mention killer killer of sheep which is a very good older film um but i don't know where you can watch it so i'll say to sleep of anger uh with danny glover because uh, of the same okay. director because um, it's also it's a it's a really really good movie about about a black family where like the fact that they're black and living in la doesn't matter to the movie which i find it's weird to find that fascinating but it hmm. really is like it, it's it's uh, it it deals with like a you know family drama. Uh, Charles Burnett is the director. Um, it came out of Criterion not too long ago. Um, it has Danny Glover doing a terrific performance, um, but uh, very accessible. And it's not as though it's like presenting a utopia, but there is this kind of like it's very it seems like it's very cut off from everything around it, which makes it unique into itself as far as how it kind of addresses black culture without having to worry about like specifically racism or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are some ones that I just wanted to shout out, uh, there. Oh, can I add one? Yeah, of course. Cause, uh, I, I was just looking at my, uh, my shelf over here and <laughs> I saw, uh, Detroit. Yeah. It's, you know, it, 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 you know, the critics loved it, but I don't know how a lot of people have seen it. Um, it's probably the, the, the least seen, I would say it's the least seen Catherine Bigelow movie and John Boyega is in it and he's fantastic. And one of my favorite black characters, um, if I had to make a list, John Boyega would be on that list. This black, particular black character, because he's so conflicted. Yeah, it's that's a movie that really just kind of came and went, which was unfortunate. Right. I, because I, I, I do think it's a very strong. It was my like number two or three of that year. Like mm-hmm. I, I think Detroit was fantastic. Right. Um, but it, yeah, I mean it, it is underseen. But it also it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, as far as. When are you putting Detroit on? It is a two and a half hour movie this about true. about police holding black people basically hostage in a hotel while they figure out what to do about how to arrest them. So it's like it's more entertaining than it sounds. I mean, it is as far as it's just really well made and everything. It's very, but it's 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 basically it's almost it a home right. it's it almost a home right. invasion movie. Honestly, it is. Like it's, it, it is it's basically invasion. a home invasion movie, and it's very scary. Like, right. But but it yeah it is all encompassing and very you know very good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would I agree right. with you. I consider it underseen for sure because like it didn't make a big splash in the same way that Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty did. So, granted, those are very different movies, but still, like you know, <laughs> Bigelow is making a new movie and it happens to be this, and it's like, yeah, all right, like 
maybe in the summer you're not being like man i need to go see that detroit right now <laughs> but but it's out <laughs> but it's currently out there and i think it's well it's very good um all right any other movies you want to shout out real quick while we're still here um if you haven't seen pariah see pariah i'll shout pariah out till the end um i'll make i'll just say right now and i'll put this in the show notes there is a list of all the free movies that have been made available to support black lives matter and just in general as far as you know having a viewing experience and there's certainly a lot uh, a lot of different channels and streaming services like netflix and hbo max and the criterion channel and uh uh, Amazon Prime and YouTube, what have you, they've made a lot of films available for free recently. Um, granted, you have an account, or if you're on like YouTube or something, it's just there, um, which is pretty cool, actually. Like, there's a lot That's of movies awesome. on. Like, I there's not many I haven't seen already, but like for you know a lot of audiences, I'm sure there's a lot of movies out there that you might have curiosity and that you didn't even know about. So, I, I'll put yeah. that in the show notes again. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, and I mean, these various services have made it very easy in general. You can go on Netflix right now and they'd be like, guess what? Here's a whole platter of movies you can watch. So, but, um, with all of that, um, that's good. That's going to do it. I know we've, I, I feel like we've, we've just skirted some topics here, but I still feel pretty good about <laughs> all, the amount of stuff we've tried to cover. How do you feel, Marcus? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I feel, I feel good. We, we, we had to go fast. It's already been 90 minutes, but yeah. Yeah. Children of God. There we go. There's another City one. City of God. City of God. City of God. Yeah. Children. There, there we that's go. A sequel. Children. Of, yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> City of God. There was. There's another one. Uh, if you're talking about, uh, we didn't touch on foreign. Uh, black yeah, we didn't talk about foreign film too. I mean, yeah, City of God is one of my favorite movies ever. So I mean, <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's right there. Sotsi is another one that's quite good. Yeah. There uh, we go. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned Black Girl. I mean, that's black that's Girl. another great one. Yes. Um, I mean, attack the blocks in London, so. <laughs> Technically foreign. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of African film that we can get into. Regardless, these are other topics. We can cover this in the future. For the time being, Marcus, where can people find more of your work online? Uh, moviesmarcus.com, moviesmarcus on Twitter and Instagram. Come find me. I'll, we'll talk if you want to talk. Don't hit me with that uh, All Lives Matter shit, but we'll talk anything else. Uh, it's all good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Everything I do ends up on my personal blog, thecodeisique.com. You can find our podcast on iTunes and everywhere you can find podcasts. And follow us on our various social feeds, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash underscore podcast, and uh, instagram.com slash underscore podcast as well. Uh, Marcus, thank you very much for joining me for this discussion. Thank you for having me. I didn't get as angry as I thought. Well, good. Because no, this, this, is, this is not a place for anger. This is a place for there know, we go. having some meaningful conversations and having fun. One love, uh, one love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Bob Marley. Uh, Marley, <laughs> that's a great movie. Um, that is a great movie. Yeah, great doc. But yeah, that's going to do it for uh, this uh, bonus edition. Yeah, so until next time, so long and goodbye. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And they talk to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been talking. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Go strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop that up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. Knocking niggas off. Knocking niggas out. Shaking them up. Waking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Standing on shaky ground. Too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Shorties here, I get cocked in living 40s to beer. Here's a sip for the crew that's deceased. If I get 
might spare one and give a brother a fair one. Stay alert at all fees, and I do work with these like Hercules. Twist the south force, flip your right jaw, cause I don't like y'all. I'm hyper nice ball. Smooth, but I move like an army. Pull a few down, face brothers try to bomb me. Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness, cause I don't like stress. 